What an incredible scene in Lincoln Pinnacle Bank Arena. Currently, court storming going on. Uh, what a game. You talk about playing 40 minutes, and that was what you thought it would take to take down number one Purdue, and that is exactly what happened. This was not a uh, sneak-by-them type of victory. Nebraska, again, ended up with an 88-72 to victory. A lot of that powered by a 13-0 run to end the first half. Went up 11. Uh, Purdue fought back. Of course, you, you knew they were going to eventually. An 11-0 run by Nebraska gets them to a 65-52 lead in the second half. A lot of that uh, sparked by C.J. Welcher. I should mention the first half run, a lot of it sparked by Hoiberg. They were both involved in each run, I believe. Um, and just overall, uh, what an outstanding performance for Nebraska. First win over a number one team in 42 seasons for Nebraska, 1982 at Missouri. And the first win at home in 60 seasons against number one team, 1964 Michigan. Uh, so with all this pandemonium going on, it, it, it should be included. This is not your normal Nebraska basketball team. After tonight's victory, this is what I would call a program changer. I know Northwestern has beaten Purdue. I know Fairleigh Dickinson, the 16th seed. Knocked off this Purdue team, um, so there might be some some second guessing that. But uh, boy, just uh, you think about everybody involved. You think about um, Nebraska basketball fans who have been starving. And, I, and again, I, I don't want to get to the point where I'm saying this is automatically a successful season. Or, but I mean, just from here, it just feels like there are so many opportunities. Um, and in uh, Nebraska, again, takes down the number one team in the nation. It's. Uh, it's a, it's a team against Purdue. You're not going to play them again. Uh, seems like oh, Coach Hoiberg, I know Derek Walker was in the house tonight uh, and uh, and watching the game. He had a good game against Edie last year. Nebraska should have beat this Purdue Boilermaker team last year. Kind of have a kryptonite for player of the year, Zach Edie. Uh, apparently, whether it's Derek Walker uh, or Rink Mast uh, filling in, playing an, a spectacular game, and man, is he going to be tired. That is a lot of effort that you have to put in to try to muscle against Zach Eady, Um, and was doing so well. Edie airballed two, two hook shots in the first half. You could see Edie getting frustrated as the game went on. Uh, Nebraska, of course, was much like their game against Wisconsin, willing to give up some shots as and, and not allow Edie to take over. It's interesting because Northwestern did the opposite of that. They let Edie eat. Um, and, and so, I mean, you pretty much got to choose one way or the other when you're taking on this Purdue team. Nebraska said, okay, let's welcome to a shootout. This was certainly a shootout. Uh, both teams uh, having over 13 threes per game. I think Nebraska finished with 14 and uh, Purdue with 13. I can double check that here in a second. But uh, just a wonderful performance. And once again, you talk about uh, a, a team that needed not just 40 minutes, but how about a contribution from just everybody that played tonight? I mean, Mass, like I said, had his minutes. I can go through everybody. Gary had his minutes. Tamanaga was ready to take the building down. Bryce Williams with two blocks there at the end. The man almost had a triple-double. Nine points, nine assists, 11 rebounds. Uh, Sam Hoiberg, talk about just an absolute spark off the bench. Wilcher, the same thing. And then Josiah Alec, uh, that corner three. I don't know if I, I, that was one of those, no, no, no. Oh, well, okay, I guess that'll work. Uh, and uh, and he hits it. Uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, the only one that I would say didn't have necessarily a moment in this game, but he still, as with Lawrence throughout any game, a lot of effort. He finished with zero points on, on two shots, two bunnies he maybe was able to hit. But, you know, for him, still uh, nothing taken away because this was a complete team effort. Uh, as I can now go through some of the stats here. 
Kasey Tamanaga finishes with 19 points, four assists, five of nine shooting for deep. He led Nebraska with five threes. Nebraska overall 14 of 23 from deep, 61% uh, from beyond the arc. Uh, absolutely incredible number. Once again, Purdue trying to match that 13 of 33, 39.4% from beyond the arc. Hey, that's pretty darn good too, and it's pretty close to what they normally do. Um, but Nebraska was able to hit one more, and uh, and you know it, it, it's just kind of interesting to break down how this goes as we have Eric Strickland calling in. He will join us here in just a second. Um, only a few more free throws for Nebraska. They hit 16 of 19, though. Again, it's something that's hurt Hoiberg teams in the past, not hitting free throws. This team uh, definitely can do that. That was to a tune of 84% tonight. Um, just absolutely incredible from a fan perspective, from a journalist perspective, to watch this, to see still the crowd going crazy. And now we have Eric Strickland join us on the Hoops Post Game Show. Strick, heck of a victory, knocking off the number one team, Purdue. What are your initial thoughts as I'm sure there's still pandemonium going on down at Pinnacle Bank Arena? Man, it was crazy. I just, uh, I just left. I'm on the way back to the station right now. And boy, oh boy. I mean, there were moments when you kind of, you know, you were, you were gritting your teeth, you were worried a little bit, but boy, did they come up big and have some big shots, make some big plays, whether it be on the defensive side or on the offensive side. They came to play tonight. What a rebound from, you know, going on the road, having playing well. Now, they didn't play bad in, in, in Wisconsin, but going on the road, coming up short, and bouncing back with a huge victory against the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers. Man, the intensity, it was loud. Boy, you just hate that the weather was the way it was because that pinnacle bank would have seriously been rocking had uh, uh, the weather not been so bad. It would have been a full house, but they still turned out and they shouted loud and proud for the Huskers tonight. Yeah, I was at the game, too, and, and noticed that the 300 section uh, probably hit a little bit by the sandstorm uh, or, or, the, or, the, or the snowstorm, excuse me, and then students not maybe being quite back to campus at 8 o'clock tip. I mean, all those things factoring into a Nebraska basketball uh, team that, you know, basketball, basketball fan base that usually does pack the house. Well, I bet it'll be packed uh, moving forward. There's major momentum in the program, um, and, and it's going to be important for Nebraska to celebrate this one and get ready for the next game against Iowa, another 8.30 tip. Uh, we could talk later in the show about what that means and how to do that and how to come off a big, you know, energy uh, type of performance like this. But for now, we can step back and, and, and get excited about this victory. Strick, what does this do? We know about you know Nebraska's resume getting the, you know, a victory against a number one team like Purdue. Can't be taken away. Big picture. I think this is a program-moving win. What say you? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. I was talking to a couple of the coaches in the hallway uh, afterwards, and that's exactly what I said. This is big, not just for the game or a quad one victory is big for the program as a whole. And so that's what you love to see about it is that they came together, fought for it, battled for it. And even when Purdue would make their runs, they kept fighting and they got back into it and, and, and was able to pull it out. So you've got to just be proud for the program because they're still not, now, now what a lot of people miss is this, this team is still young. Mm. They're still a young team. I mean, outside of losing um, uh, Casey Tamanaga, obviously is a big loss for them because he was huge tonight. Outside of losing him and, and uh, uh, you know, a few others, you still get masked back. You still 
the Vikings get Jamal Gary. So you get a good portion of their quarterback, and then you add an up-and-coming uh, Eli Rice and the likes of them. She's going to watch on the shoes for them tonight. You're also going to get them back. So for the program, it's huge because a lot of people are going to wake up and, and see that the Oscars came through and had a big day in a big way. Not just squeak by. They beat them and beat them really good and handily. Yeah, that's what makes this interesting. It's like what you know, uh, what, what this path is opens up for Nebraska moving forward uh, uh, of what this season's going to look like. Because I think with this team, uh, until proven otherwise, it was kind of like last year where you're 500, maybe you can do better. You have a soft schedule, and then it's kind of this feeling of maybe 500 in the league. This wakes you up, and I mean, you played two ranked opponents, uh, didn't have particularly good games, wasn't particularly close against Creighton or Wisconsin, like you said didn't play poorly against Wisconsin. They were just hitting everything. Nebraska matches that hitting everything tonight against Purdue. But overall, I mean, this is, again, just ramifications everywhere. When you look at the Big Ten now this year, it's I don't think you any longer are thinking, well, I hope they scrap for 500. This is, this is a type of victory that makes you think that this team is different than Nebraska basketball teams past. Maybe even the one of 10 years ago that did have to wait till no sit Sunday to, to punch their ticket in and get that 11 seed against Wisconsin. I mean, this opens up the possibility that if, if you take care of business from here on out, you're about the fourth, fifth best team in the Big Ten. Who knows? I don't want to limit what they can do, but just say that. Um, they'd probably be pretty comfortable getting in. We won't have to be sweating it <laughs> if it comes down to on the bubble. Now, certainly I'm getting way ahead of myself, but it, this just feels like an elevating uh, a, pro, a, a win that elevates them, like we said, even beyond the program. As, uh, as Strick is joining me in studio now um, as we celebrate this big victory. It's 10-14. Uh, we got some shows in the morning, but I don't care. We'll, we might stay here till, uh, you know, <laughs> to the early break of dawn. Yeah. Welcome in early break in uh, when they get back. But uh, again, now we've got to talk about the environment, the, the, the crazy impact of that victory. Um, now let's just kind of get into a specific. I'd like to ask you, Strick, your player of the game. There's a lot of guys to choose from. Oh, gosh. From. Yeah, there's so many guys to choose from because um, I think there was there was a time for each of them, right? It wasn't just one person. It wasn't just one play. It wasn't just one run. Um, you know, I, I, I would have to say one person that I was looking for to, to continue to remain in his role, and that was C.J. Wilcher. I think C.J. Wilcher was huge for them because when things was kind of now, – now, don't get me wrong, Casey Tamanaga was, was big, hit some big shots, but down the stretch – when things were kind of just, it was just teetering on the brink. You know, you're down, they're up seven. You know, it's under double digits. You're kind of like, ugh. And then you're, it's a turnover. But they got the stops. Like, even when they made the bad play or got the turnover or um, bad shot or a missed shot maybe, you know, like a couple times Gary had a couple at the basket. A couple times, you know, um, a great backdoor cut and, mm. and Bryce Williams gets hung under the basket. And you go back on the other side, but Bryce then gets a great block on Zach Eady, who was point Blake at the rim at a 7-3. So they made great plays, man. Just even got the stops when they needed to get the stops. So I want to, I want to, I want to shout out and just go go outside the box and look at C.J. Wilcher tonight. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Uh, a great observation. He is. He's very comfortable in that he's role that, that he's role. in now. You can tell. He's going out there looking for a shot, and he believes every shot he's taking is going to go, to go down that corner three. No the hesitation. Up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, coming off the screen, fading into the corner. And, and no, like you said, no hesitation and was very confident. 
It's like he's worked on this stuff. It's he's he's now taking and getting the shots that he's you can tell he's worked on. He's understanding the offense. He's knowing where his shots are going to come from, and he's knocking them down now with confidence. Well, that and then you could see him at the top when he took that bump, got the foul. Um, that you know you could tell the respects there. They're trying to chase him down, obviously, because of what he'd been doing, um, and then knocking those down at the line. Not everybody was perfect from the line tonight, but again, it continues this season-long thing where Nebraska now is pretty darn good from the free throw line. And if you're if you're Wiltshire, he's darn near ninety percent, I think. Well. Yeah, and and you knew they were going to be. You knew you knew it was a great night when probably someone hasn't really gotten the shots, and Josiah Alec is in the corner on a great deep penetration. They kick it out to him. I think it was Rink Mass kicks it out to him to the corner, and he confidently takes that shot and hits it. That's a huge shot for them because again, Purdue was consistently making little runs, and that's what we've learned about this Nebraska team is they've gotten better at figuring out how to stop and cancel runs. So then you started seeing them attack. You started seeing them set better screens tonight, which I was worried about in the past, but they were putting bodies on guys tonight, which was getting guys open, and guys were then having to hold. So they were going to the free throw line, and and then, as you said, I've always talked about free throws. It can either get you back into a game. This is what I talked about on the block a little bit earlier. I said free throws can either get you back into the game, they can extend the lead, when 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 you have a lead, or they can win the game when it counts, and that's what it did. It, it, they uh, operated on all all cylinders as far as the free throws were tonight. Yeah, uh, ultimately Nebraska sixteen of nineteen again from the line. Uh, that's going to help you get the victory here. Uh, I did want to say one thing because uh, it, it it's interesting. Um, First of all, this is the Hoops Post Game Show brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. I'm Jake Bachman, alongside the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. Um, and Coach Rule was in the building. And Coach Rule, you saw him there? He got him hyped. Coach Rule was in the <laughs> building. Go. Got, a, got a chance to shake his hand a little bit. And uh, they put the camera on him kind of late in the game, probably about like two or three minutes left. It was a timeout. And Coach Rule kind of oh, started man. getting the crowd going. And they got hyped. Well, that's what I mean. So that's, was good. What, that's what gets you excited. Whether it's hoops, volleyball, football, we know if you start, and I don't. It's not like a. It's this is not a bad statement, but if you start winning, Husker fans <laughs> will show up. They will, uh, and uh, that's what I expect. Again, maybe maybe not the most impressive crowd, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I think we had a uh, hot mic issue with uh, the BTN crowd saying, "Yeah, a little disappointed by the crowd," uh, but it is what it is. Uh, excuse me, not BTN. I don't want to call them out. It was Peacock tonight. Yeah, so Peacock. Yeah. There's plenty of people also complaining about being on Peacock. That's why I don't care what you, you know, throw you on the CW network. I don't care if you beat if you beat Purdue, you beat the number one team, have your biggest victory in such a long time. Yeah. Uh, but it does bear the question, and I w- did want to ask you this. They have lost to Northwestern. They lost to Fairleigh Dickinson, the number 16 seed last year, and the, one, the second team of all time to do that. Does that take away any, any part of this upset? Is that no. the number one team's a little bit vulnerable in the past to upsets? Um, no, it's it's uh, Austin and I were looking at the uh, – we, we did two, uh, Teach Tape Tuesday on, on the block. Every Tuesday we do what they call Teach Tape Tuesday. And part of that was looking at the recipe. And we know that Northwestern was one of the others to do it when they mm-hmm. went into Northwestern to play them. Northwestern played very similar style to the way that Nebraska did. Their game plan was, 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 was very similar to what they had with uh, Indiana. But what I loved about it is they were very physical. They didn't relinquish any space to Zach Eady and they were hard on the double teams. Like they didn't, they didn't come as soft as they did against uh, 
uh, the last game they played Wisconsin, out in Wisconsin yeah. with Crawl. Even though they shut Crawl down too, he only had nine points. He didn't even get into double figures. But uh, Tyler hurt us a little bit um, with his with his athleticism. But I will say they came strong, hard, physical, and they didn't let Zach, Zach Eady have much space, and he struggled again tonight. And it was again the defensive performance from Nebraska. The the shout out to Ring Mass. The man. plan was yeah, Ring Mass. I was mentioning it earlier. Just talk about it, and you've guarded Yao Ming. So I mean, uh-huh. Zach Eady seven four. He's basically the the college version of Yao Ming, I suppose. Um, how much is one like I was watching, and I it got some pretty good seat shot to my buddy. So I, it was pretty close to the floor, and I was just watching the amount of energy it takes Ring Mass to defend because he's not just it's not just the straight up like. Uh, just banging with Edie, which would yeah. be enough. And he's got to yeah. do a lot of that. But the rotations that mm-hmm. he has to do and, and everybody has out. to do, it's just, yeah. it's a, it's a lot to ask from him. Yeah. yeah. Getting out on the pick and rolls, getting back, then getting back to body, then block, yeah, and then trying to run. But what was good, too, is he shot the ball good early. A couple yeah. big threes early. Then, you know, he's got to come out a little bit now. He can't just kind of sit back and in the paint. And that's why that shot by Josiah Alec was huge, too, because now you're like, good gosh, we've got to really get out on everybody. And when everybody's hitting like that for the Huskers, they're very dangerous. And, and you know, shout out to them and their preparation, their focus. They came very honed in on the game plan. Um, it was shaky earlier because of turnovers, but they got it figured out in the second half. Yeah, both teams uh, had had a little bit of uh, ball handling issues at times, and uh, it was just an opportunity. I mean, Juwan Gary, especially early in that in that half, uh, the first half, absolute hustle play to get another possession for Nebraska, diving at midcourt after Nebraska pretty much Crowd doesn't allow Purdue to go. Yeah, get mm-hmm. a good look at the bucket. He goes and just grabs. You know, they weren't going to get a look one way or the other, but he said, "You know what? I'm not giving up on this ball. I'm just going to go take it, so they don't get a shot at all." Um, and he had, you know, high energy blocks. I mean, he he, he gave his, his usual self tonight. Um, but this was just, this was insane. Uh, you know, obviously, again, coming off that w- uh, win against, or excuse me, that loss, that disappointing performance. You gave up a lot of points. You've said it before. This is a team that you like to hit 70, 71, you know, or what's what's the point point that you kind of think Nebraska can win with? Because tonight they had 88. Nebraska so well is 19. Now, mm. they were 18 when, when they won their last game uh, at home against Indiana. They're 19 and one when they score over 80 points. Under Hoiberg? Under Hoiberg. Mm. And it's like 25 and four total if you go back to the total of his years. Yeah. 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 They, they, so that I've always said them getting up and above in the upper 70s, they're, with the way that they play and the style and the defense that they play, they're always going to give themselves a chance. And they got over 80 tonight. And, and listen, Shut it down. That's what's different about this team, Bach. This team is is so uniquely different because they have the ability to execute better than they have in the past. In the past, you you had to wonder where where the shot was going to come from, or you think you knew it was going to come from Bryce, or you knew it was going to come from Verge. Somebody's going to try to do something or go one on one. They don't have to do that, so they're very poised at running their stuff, running their cuts understanding what the defense is trying to do to them and then executing and finishing it off. And and they did that. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a guy like multiple options to go to Bryce Williams is always good on a, on a ISO. Or if you run some pick and roll or something with him, uh, rink mass, they, they went through several times in the post. Uh, Saw the mismatches. Yeah. Like, like that, that's different. Like there's been times in the past where you, they would get a mismatch and they would have no clue. 
that the mismatch was there. Mm-hmm. But they found a couple times. They found Mass with the guard on him. He finishes it off. That's that's different about this team, man. And I, I you know I said it before that this team is different. I know a lot of people didn't believe me, but I you know earlier in the season they're like, oh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> you know yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of naysaying. I just said this team is built different. I've, I've got a chance to watch them and watching the way that they play and the way that they play defense. I said this team is different. Well, and to be fair, I'm a longtime Nebraska basketball fan. I, I, I feel like I hear that every year too, you know, because you want to believe. You want to yeah. say you want to say this is the team, but that's what kind of makes this win so special. Is not just for the long, uh, you know, long-standing Husker fan that's been there and, and cheering this team on. Because I always say this about Nebraska basketball: you're not necessarily in it for the glory, at least not the last couple decades. Um, and you know, for Coach Hoiberg, I mean. It, it, it's been a heavy, heavy dose of, of, of frustration um, for Nebraska when you just kind of, comp- if you go back, pair the, the Frost and Heiberg, um excitement for when they were coming in, and then obviously the Frost thing's over, um, just didn't work. The Hoiberg thing is, you know, going into last year, you just felt like you got to get to 500. The heartbeat's still there, but how much belief is there? And that's why, I mean, this would completely change it. You mentioned the young roster, um, and, and the fact that so many of these guys can come back, I got questions off the text line asking if this team will be in the top 25. It just is changing where Nebraska is now and where Nebraska projects in the future. Yeah, there's no question about it. And one of the things I think about as well is when they show up on the court, they're actually better than some teams. Like in the past, like the top tier teams, you know, I, I, I could actually go back and look at the Indiana game and I said, they're actually better than Indiana. When's the last time you really could yeah. say that, right? Yeah, about Indiana. I mean, yeah, yeah. About, about them in Indiana. Like, you could, watching them on the floor, you could say, this team is actually better than Indiana. And I believe the same thing for Iowa. Now, they can't come in and lay an egg. I mean, celebrate, yeah. be happy, be excited, you know, go down to the rail or whatever you're going to do, <laughs> you know, on a night until, you know, I think school's about to start again or it has started again. But enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. It's a huge moment. I think it's been since 1984 since they beat a number one team. Yeah, it's 1982 Missouri. 82 Missouri. 42 years ago. 42 years ago. And as far as winning one at home, 60 years Nebraska fans have waited to beat a number one team at home. I mean, when we talk about rarefied air and why we're so excited about this victory is is it's just a historic yeah. victory for Nebraska and uh, in addition, it, you know, sometimes Nebraska and I uh, tell a quick story is that I the reason why I'm on air right now uh, is in, in let, went to broadcasting. So I was in print journalism back in, in like 2010, I think it was, or somewhere around then. And Nebraska faced Texas, who was number two at the time, but the number one team had lost. So they were they were basically the number one team. And uh, I got the chance to call the game. I just signed up for something. I was in, in college. And just after doing that, Nebraska beat them. It was the most fun I ever had. I said, you know what? I'm doing broadcasting. So, you know, these are the type of moments that could change your your whole life up and yeah. and, 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 and kind of where where you where you had. So hopefully whoever's whoever calling for care and you had a probably a heck of a time tonight. Yeah. Um, anybody involved there, it's gonna be something that, that you, you just don't forget. And kinda to what I was gonna ask you earlier is Rick Mass, I mean, again. Zach Eady, he might. I don't know if he's going to go on to be a, a recognizable name to Rick Mass kids for what he does in the NBA. But what he, what he can say is, I match up against a, a reigning, defending national player of the year, 
and ate his lunch at times and and ultimately had a you know was a, a big part instrumental part in winning i mean he, he can give the grandkids the stats yeah. <laughs> and show them what he did to the to the player you have, you got a game like that, that you kind of go back and just say you know what that was uh that's something that people are going to be impressed with if i lay that number out i mean listen as a, like as a freshman um playing in big time basketball in the big eight at the time and a really good Missouri team comes into Devaney. And as a freshman, I, at the time, had the freshman scoring record uh, for a freshman at 28 points. Mm. And it was just one of those games where I was just on fire. There was just nothing I could, you know, couldn't throw up that didn't go in. Yeah. Felt like C.J. Wilcher tonight. That's just, right. Just everything I, I shot was the whole of the basket was just huge. And I was just making everything. So that was a memorable time. And then obviously going into the NIT and and having that run at Madison Square Garden was just it was a thrilling, exciting experience as well. Yeah, I could imagine being a named MVP at a Madison Square Garden is probably yeah. something you don't forget too easily. Uh, but speaking of just you know feeling like you could anything, uh, Casey Tamanaga, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit more Casey um, and this Husker basketball victory because Casey, as we saw last year, started getting on a heater and it changed where Nebraska could go with that group. He's starting to feel, he's starting to look starting like to that like guy an old again. guy, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Of course, obviously, the big victory, Nebraska takes down number one, Purdue. Nebraska is the story in college basketball tonight with an 88-72 to victory down at Pinnacle Bank Arena. We'll be back with more on the Hoops Post Game Show here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bakov, and he's the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. We'll be right back. This is the Hoops Post Game Show brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. I am Jake Bakovan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland, and we are celebrating uh, the biggest home victory in 60 years for Nebraska basketball as they knock off number one Purdue, 88 to 72 from Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, court storming was in order. Matt Rule, head coach of the football team, even getting in on the action. Uh, so lots of uh, maybe gift potentials or, or memes coming down uh, from Nebraska. It seems like it's been a while since Nebraska's had a court storming. It's good to see that uh, once again, the opportunity. And, and there's there's these uh, there's always an argument with court stormings. Does this game quite do it? Is there enough? I'm glad I didn't hear any overrated chance or anything like that to diminish this victory. Um, and it's just good to see. They actually did. Boom. Did you hear some overrated? <laughs> I, I hate when teams do I that. I hate when they do that because that just not brings an down what you did. No, the, yeah. the, this wasn't an overrated win. I mean, it's a hodgepodge in there. I mean, you just can't give any smoke to like an Iowa team right now that you got to go out and face on Friday. Like I said, it's Tuesday. You're going to probably come and watch some film and break down and get some ice. And I'm sure there's banged up. Rink is banged up. He had, got hit in the, in the nose, so he had some. Yeah. Some uh, some nose things in his in his nostrils. He's just beat beat up all together. Yeah, he's beat up all all together. You know, <laughs> caught some elbows probably, little in the in the ribs and all of that. Go get some ice, sit in the ice pool and 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 recover. Shoot some free throws and 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 start breaking down the game. And you know, you hit the road on Thursday and go out to Iowa Iowa City and and see if you can pull it off. Don't give them any. Don't give them any room. I mean, they're they're down. They're yeah. they're nine six and. One and three in conference, so go beat them down, and and don't don't give them any room or any sniff to feel like they're in the game. And I've always talked about it in in these games. Bach is Nebraska if they're going to beat good teams, or even regular teams, 
what they have to do, they have to win the differentials. I don't care whichever it is. And what I mean by differentials, there has to be a category in which they dominate or they win. And tonight, if I look at the box scores, one of the areas in which they won, which you would be surprised at, is points in the paint. Mm-hmm. You would have never thought against this Purdue team with the with with a big of guy as Edie and and their persistence to continue to try to get the ball inside to him that they would win the point in the paint battle. They won by eight. That's a good differential, especially for a Husker team. Where they also won in a differential, which we were worried about, was bench bench scoring. Mm. They got 30 off the bench to their 24. And where they didn't get killed, and because I, and, and I, I talk about this, they have to be even in a lot of their differentials, but win a couple. They'll win games. They're even on the rebounds. They only lost by four. So they'll, they'll, those are wins for this program. Points off turnovers. That's another huge differential. This is why you see an 88 to 72 win against the top 10, number one in the country opponent. They won the differentials and shooting 61% from three. Yeah. They ran into a bus all tonight. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, there, that was the thing is there's a lot of these, you know, as well as Nebraska did. Uh, and did shoot like 50% from the floor. 22 assists. Yeah, I mean they just they just went off tonight. This was if you're Purdue, you're kind of you're kind of in Nebraska's uh shoes where they were against Wisconsin yeah, where you basically. just go, well, they just kind of hit everything at home. Uh, and so it, yeah. it you know that can happen. Um but another one that that's very key here to me, fast break points 13 to 1. Uh Nebraska beats Purdue. Uh Hoiberg was huge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Those those, those, those steals, steals to to those accentuated runs. Yeah. Those steals that Herberg, Herberg uh, got um, in those games to finish, and those were huge. And he's such a fascinating player now because he can be that spark plug. Um, he could also like fill in the role where if he doesn't score any points on two shots, I'm not going to be mad at him. That's you know, as, mm-hmm. you know, because I know what else he's, he's bringing to the game, mm-hmm. and there will be games like that. And all that being said, I also I'm kind of to the point, and I know Casey is there, so it's hard to make this this statement and, and maybe make it completely true. But if I if I have an open three and I need it for the win, I might be choosing Hoiberg. That's how much faith I have in that guy. And it's it's not just maybe his shooting, which is good, but it's just this clutch factor He's a gamer. he has. Yeah, yeah. just this He's just a gamer. games in the line. I yeah. kind of want Hoiberg involved. Or making a defensive play. We yeah, saw that last year. Absolutely. Uh, when they made the run at five, five out of the six games that they run at the end of the stretch last year, a lot of it you can attribute to defensive stops and the clutch by Hoiberg or making a steal or getting a hand on a ball or uh, uh, getting a hand up and making it tough for the, sh- the shooter to to get a look. But freaking Bryce Williams, I, you know, listen, I I, I get mm-hmm. I get um, frustrated sometimes with Bryce because defensively I see him just kind of. Uh, kind of loudly gagging around, but he almost ends up with a triple double. Oh yeah, I know. He's he's one score away and one uh, assist away from a triple double. I mean, what a good block. He wasn't anywhere close in blocks, huge, but he had some big blocks huge. there at the end. At the end, uh, and this is a guy that we didn't know was going to play today. Yeah, it was a very yeah. big kind of concern going into that game. Is that were they going to be able to win this game without Bryce? And you see him out there. He does the jump with Edie, doesn't even leave the floor. That's yeah. just one you, you don't want to waste any energy on. Um, but, it, you know, a, a great game. And again, uh, this is one of those games where if you want to you choose four or five different guys to say that was the MVP because they all had their moments um, in, in big time uh, buckets or, or stops or, or blocks, like we're mentioning their passes. This was just a complete game 
from Nebraska. No, and they held on the whole way. Yeah. Like, they, they once they got up, they never relinquished. It was weird because there was, There was like, only three lead changes the whole game. There was, like, this this minute. I mean, there was a couple minutes left, and that's when I kind of decided. And I wonder where each person was at. Maybe it was when Alec hit the corner three. They go, well, this is just our night. Um, but there was, uh, there was just kind of this uh, realization, I suppose, that came over me. It's like, hey, you know what? Nebraska is going to win this one, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they just held them off in yeah. and, and any, any run they could make. Um, and Purdue, again, it, it, credit to them, they, they were hitting a lot of threes. They had 13 threes on the day. Um, and Nebraska, that's what I want to ask you about the, with this team, too. When you decide to take Edie, um, take Edie on, you basically have two philosophies to approach at it, which is let him get his and make sure the other guys don't get their open shots or stop him from dominating the game, and then the other guys are, are going to get their open shots. Nebraska seemed to be okay with allowing the other guys to get their open shots. It win, it, it worked in this case. Um, Mason Gillis was hitting you know, Early, everything. So, yeah. I mean, there's certain times when I'm sure it was like, hey, are we doing the right thing? Is that how you – but that's – did you like that? Obviously, it worked for him, um, but more often than not, do you like that that approach to taking on Purdue? What, what, what I like is even though they had those good shots – and some of them weren't because their rotations were real crisp. Some of them were good. And you live and die by that. You you would prefer that than giving up the easier ones, right? Um, but I thought they did a good job of rotating. And, you know, they were active. It wasn't, it wasn't late. It wasn't slow. But then they did a good job of not fouling, right? Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, they shoot more free throws than, than this team did which you would have thought that Purdue would have definitely been shooting more free throws, but they did a good job, man, of moving their feet, not, not playing with their hands or their, their body for the most part, and they just did a good job all the way around. I'm just so proud of them. Yeah, 22 assists to, nine, to eight turnovers as well, a really good turnover uh, or assist-to-turnover ratio. Of course, that helps when your three-point shooters are hitting everything. Mm. Uh, you can rack up some assists there, but that'll be a good number for uh, the Huskers as well. All right, we are taking another break here and wrapping things up in the Hoops Post Game Show. When we return, we are excited. We are jacked. Nebraska went from a 41-30 to 30 halftime lead, uh, all helped by a 13-0 run, uh, to go on and beat number one Purdue tonight, 88-72. to 72. Once again, the first win at home against the number one team in 60 years since 1964 when they did it against Michigan. First win over a number one team overall since 1982. That predates when Strick even played no doubt. at Nebraska. So a lot of a lot of records, a lot of things going down here um, as they did that against Missouri in 1982. Once again, we'll take a quick, quick break. This is the Hoops Post Game Show brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. We'll be right back to celebrate a little bit more. This is the Hoops Post Game Show on 93.7 The Ticket. Shout out to DP for letting us do this thing as he sent out a text that said we've been doing this for four years straight. Every every Oscar post game show. We used to call this an after party even, but there wasn't enough partying going on. Uh, so we kind of stuck through it, and it's all kind of pays off tonight. It pays off. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in studio celebrating We've been vigilant. The <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it is. I mean, that's why I, I continue to say it. Uh, we sowed seeds. <laughs> yes. Nebraska basketball fans, it was just cool 
Um, again, not to make this about football at all, but it's just cool to see Matt Rule out there. I think I think uh, maybe uh, Trev went out there a little bit, step foot uh, for the court mm-hmm. storming. Um, I'm just looking through my Twitter, seeing all my old Nebraska basketball fans. They're not old, but you know, 30s. Um, you know, and and it, this wasn't just a student thing. This was just like Nebraska basketball fans are just like, you know what? This is my chance to go out there. Um, and so it was a court storming that was beyond the student section. People of all ages, of all Man, types, all just ages. out there celebrating uh, the biggest Husker basketball victory in so long. And we've mentioned uh, once again tonight in 1964, the longest uh, streak for Nebraska to, to beat a number one team at home uh, since they took out took out number uh uh, one Michigan at the time. Another cool part of the story is that uh, <laughs> that Nebraska was able to do this also in 1958 um, with uh, with Fred Hoiberg's grandfather uh, leading that victory. Um, if you don't know kind yeah. of the the, uh, the history there, yeah, too, talk to Miss Hoiberg. Part of the reason why Hoiberg yeah. came back uh, came back to Lincoln is, is uh, for what his grandfather was able to do here as well. So. It's just there's a lot of cool stories involved in all this, and if you have a cool story or you have thoughts on the game, let us know. Hit us up. We're gonna we want to take a few calls here. Four two four six four five six eight five. Sorry, even text line has been full. That's the Hunt of Lincoln hotline as well. Go ahead and give us a give us a call. Yeah, um, love so, to talk. Yeah. Let you let you celebrate on the after party. That's right. We're gonna start calling it the after party again. Sheesh. <laughs> if they keep this up, this is going to be great. This, this is yeah, fun, right? To the after party. Now, yeah. Bach, you remember the times when I used to just be like pulling out hair that I didn't have. Oh, yeah. And almost throwing stuff at TVs and yeah. all the stuff I used to. You guys don't hear me curse. <laughs> well, you I used to probably cursing stuff. <laughs> the first few years of the Hoiberg era, what did they win? Nine games, seven games? I mean, those were those were yeah, tough brutal. seasons. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal to watch. And now they It's fun to watch now. Yeah, this deep into it now they're thirteen and three. Uh one giveaway from Purdue, you know, is fourteen and three. Uh fourteen and two, excuse me, and three and two. Nebraska's thirteen and three and three and two. I'll just, just clear that up because I didn't say it very well. And Purdue now fourteen and two and three and two, the number one team. You're only one game behind them in the overall column. You you have the head to head. You're tied with them in in the Big Ten play. Very cool, very cool stuff. Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, you, we, we're talking about trying to get to twenty wins. They're at thirteen already. This is that's another part of this. It's like you, you're you're used to kind of grinding this out. Now the key is going to be able to handle success because for so many years you wait for Nebraska basketball and you think, okay, when are you going to make that move? February. It's getting late in February. You got to get a big win. They have the big win so early. So how how do they move on from this and handle the success? Because there's a lot of Big Ten basketball left. To Still be left, and that and that's the thing. I think, um, I think there's no probably better person to take that into account than than Fred Hoiberg and, and his staff. I, I think I think they will li- listen. Say what you will about that Minnesota game. I mean, you know, somebody on here on the uh, Al Kush on the uh, YouTube stream said it, and I'll put it up. He says that Minnesota game is not looking so bad. They're twelve and three and second in the Big Ten standings right now, right? Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if they can continue on and and you know just kind of fall in the middle tier of the Big Ten, that'll be good for them. So, we're going to take a call. But I, the, my last point will be this: the the big the Big Ten for them. I think there's teams that they're better than. When I look at their schedule, there's teams that they're literally better than, and. This the coaching staff and that Minnesota loss, I think humbled them. I think it humbled them to a point where the coaches are able to get into their ear 
tell them something about themselves, and at that point, Bach, they listen. And I think that's what you're seeing now is, is the, the culmination of them listening and actually doing what they're told to do. Let's uh, head to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We're going direct to air, so no screening. But uh, who's calling in? Well, this is Mark, and I've got barely much of a voice left after the game tonight. Um, I, I, you know, first of all, because of the weather, I don't think we had a full house. But i got to tell you, it certainly sounded like a full house at, at, at the arena, and it, it's such a home court advantage, uh, even if it isn't completely packed. And I know it would have been if the roads were a little better. But, Strick, i got to tell you, tonight – is brings back a lot of memories of when you were playing. When I was at the Vanny as a student or a young professional, um, you remember uh, plenty of, of games uh, that, that, that that were that were just masses in, in their magnitude. And, and tonight brought me back those memories. I know we had the the incredible six week run under Chip Miles that led to our last tournament, but there was something about tonight. And the tenacity by which this team played defense, running, especially the last two to three minutes when they were running Purdue off the sideline, mm-hmm. when uh, they complete, you know, don't forget, folks, uh, Fred Hoiberg designed a game plan last year, and by all accounts, Nebraska should have beaten Purdue, yeah. except for a very bad call. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they, he, he knows how to play this team. And he knows how to take Edie out of it. And Edie did not have a massive impact on the, on the game tonight. But I tell you what, there is not a team that this, this Husker team, there's not a team they can't play with at all if they bring that level of havoc on defense and intensity. Uh, it all starts there. And uh, really, the sky's the limit for this team. But I, I, gotta, I just want to share with you, Strick, um, you, you're one of the all-time greats. And the teams that you played on, uh, this is this is a bit of a, uh, a bit of um, uh, nostalgia watching tonight's game. And thanks so much for having this great uh, post game show. Thank you. All right, thank you, Mark. Yeah, I have to agree with him on that, Bach. You know, it, it it. I was glad to be in the building. Listen, Bach, I almost didn't make it here because mm. the roads were bad. Yeah, like, the roads were. I, I, it was tough for me. You know, like I the car that I bought. You know, obviously, you you know this because you're my my one of my early partners. In coming back, I came from Florida, yeah. So I I had bought a car that was a rear rear wheel drive. I, I didn't need you know <laughs> snow tires. I didn't need front wheel drive or any of that. And it was tough. I almost didn't get out of my neighborhood because mm. the ice and and so forth and the snow. And I did everything I could to get there. I just just something I felt. I felt. I just felt I needed to get here. It just felt. Different. I, I I I don't know if I would have felt the same. I would have felt good, but I don't know if I would have felt the same sitting at home talking to you as opposed to being in that arena yeah. and, and getting a chance to just really experience the goodness of what this Husker team has become, and and it's exciting. I mean, got to hug Derek Walker, you know, got to talk to him, and it was always good to see him. Um, you know, one of my high school buddies, uh, Mike Ingerson. And uh, his son, Eric Ingerson, who was going to be a, a Husker coming up. It was good to see them. It was good to see some faces in the building. And, and, and it, was, it was just so, man, 
Like 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 Mark just said, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it feels like the the Huskers uh, have some momentum rolling again. We do have another call. Uh, we'll go ahead and stay a little bit late to take a few more of your calls. If you guys want to call in four zero two four six four five six eight five. But we're going directly to air, so we're not going to screen you. So if you hear me, I'm talking to you. What's your name? You're on the on the Who's Post Game Show with us. Yeah, this is Bryce. Oh, Bryce, nice to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the big win tonight, Bryce Williams? Um. I just, this is just like amazing, you know, long time listener, first time caller, um, been listening probably my whole life, you know, um, as a 15 year old. Um, but anyways, <laughs> just, I think that Husker is, you know, great time to be a Husker, you know, and just excited for the next upcoming year, you know, Dylan Rayola, um, and it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah, we were talking about that too. Yeah, we were just talking the about that. Mucker pens and the, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just there seems a lot of things are, are coming up red for, for, for Man, Nebraska lately. Listen, you know, and, and shout out to the ticket. I mean, uh, we're going to, we're going to get the professional volley, volleyball. I mean, oh, as, yeah. as a centerpiece here. Supernovas. Super, yeah, the supernovas. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just so many good things happening. <laughs> I mean, we're here downtown, bro. Yeah. As this whole shift is happening and, and, and and there was no greater time, man, than I. I was just so proud to be on campus because everything was was success. I mean, from the basketball, the football program was winning national championships. Volleyball was doing the same. Track was doing phenomenal. I mean, diving, swimming. I mean, it was just a great time to be on campus. And it seems as if we're starting to kind of make a turn again to where we're going to have some fun times back here in Lincoln. 